Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, 15 to Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host, Tito. Let's jump into this Monday Motivation, Motivation Mondays. Excuse my voice, my tone, my coughing. I'm a little sick right now. To the point that following basic guidelines at work and everything, I've been at work ever since. Basically, I never stopped going to work, right? So some of our parameters at work is if you get sick, you're not supposed to come in and, you know, go get tested if possible. So I actually went and got the nose swab the other day. So now I'm kind of on home quarantine until uh, my results get back. So, hey, I'm always talking about the pandemic and what's going on in the world. So now I have officially been tested. I will let you all know how those results come back. But I do have a bit of a cough and everything. So. I am going through some stuff right now, so bear with me. So anyway, with the world still being in a crazy space and everything from a president who's talking about maybe delaying the election because it's unsafe, even though we've had elections during other pandemics, great depressions, wars, <laughs> and everything else, um, just craziness, right? And And there are so many people coming out with their ideas and theories and views on why things are happening or who are the perpetrators of the craziness right and then you look at other countries uh for example south korea who the pandemic hit there and they contained it and basically had practically no deaths and we're up over a hundred and fifty thousand right now um and don't get me wrong, way more people have been infected and gotten over it, yes. But the point is, is we we haven't handled this probably the best. So, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, it's something to definitely think about. Anyway, moving on. So what do we have to get motivated about again? Like, how do I keep coming up with these things? Well, today, I wanted to really talk about Kind of like movies, right? Be your own movie hero, right? So I've gave, I've given talks where we talk kind of about um, your book of life and you have full power to write your book of life. Because no matter how good or bad things are going, you have the power to change what's going on. So in that, you know, we really need to be looking at if we could be anything, Right? And I know some people are like, oh, I wish I was, you know, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal. I wish I was, you know, Emmett Smith, Joe Montana. <clears throat> All these like famous sports, sports athletes and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could be, you know, if you put in the hundreds of thousands of hours of work they did to become great at their, you know, craft. You know, they built their skills up on top of their talents and talents up on their skills, right? But say, for example, uh, you watch a movie like, and I'm going to pick something off the wall that probably 
bunch of people haven't seen. End of Watch. It's a movie about two cops. Um, it kind of goes through their their little stories, and you know, there's there's humor, there's tragedy, there's gang violence. I mean, the whole nine. And and speaking from a person who kind of knows the streets, right? A lot of validity to the kind of stuff going on. And I got family that are police officers, so yeah, the. It was a pretty good movie, right? But maybe you see that and it makes you want to be a cop, right? Hopefully not one of the bad guys. You want to be a cop, right? So what can you do to be a cop? What can you do? Like, you might watch something like... Uh, a matter of fact, it's on the TV right now. The the 13 Hours of Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, right? That might push you to want to be in the military to learn the skills that those guys had to make it through the, those 13 hours or it might make you want to be a politician so that maybe you could have given them assistance so there wouldn't have been a loss of American life like all different kinds of things right the thing is a lot of times we look up to movies like a John Wick like obviously I don't think we're gonna like train to be an assassin but hell maybe you could um or maybe just to have those skills right i wish i could fight i wish i could you know shoot really well i wish i could do that maybe you'll never use the skills but you could definitely train and become like those people you see in the movies also realizing that there's a lot of fictitious stuff in movies and things don't always go that way and um you know, it's kind of like uh, I'm showing my age here but back in the day, you know, you watch a cartoon like GI Joe and there's always stuff blowing up, missiles getting fired, machine guns getting shot, no one ever died, <laughs> right? Which isn't a true picture. But my point is, why don't you strive to be the movie star of your movie? Way too often, we fall off and just become extras. And we sit there acting like it's someone else's movie. And it's not, right? So some of us are still maybe not working or maybe not fully working or maybe working from home. You know, a whole bunch of variations to what we might have been doing before, right? Use this time to pick up on some things. Like, I'll give you a, a, an example of myself. Uh, while I was incarcerated, um, I had a family get me a subscription to newspapers a lot, right? Got time, might as well read, right? And not to mention, it kept me up on things that were going on outside. Well, for a while, I was getting the Wall Street Journal. And between Wall Street Journal and then playing around with radios to pick up AM stations and, you know, whatever I could to, and watching PBS and everything else, anything that I could get business updates, um, we would do like fantasy football, but for stocks. So everyone would start off with, say, $100,000, and we would have to submit our picks for the week. And once you make a buy or a sell, it stays there, right? And then at the end, you know, everyone puts in their soups and their cans of tunas and crap. And, you know, after whatever it is, it could be a month, it could be every week that you that you do a, a winning, and then everyone has to ante up another five bucks or whatever. But, yeah, I would win those those pools, right? So I started doing some research, and I actually, <clears throat> right before I paroled, 
um, I asked my parents, uh, mom and dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I'm still kind of mad about this. Uh, but I asked my parents if they would invest a thousand dollars for me. Right. And I said, if nothing else, I'll pay you back when I get out. When I get a job, I'll pay you the thousand bucks back. Now, given I was not good with money before I went to prison. Matter of fact, I went in owing probably five, seven grand on credit cards, which never got paid off. Right. But um, probably not the best person to invest on. But after 12 years in prison and, you know, working on my education and doing a bunch of positive stuff, I thought I might be able to get my parents to break bread with me a little bit on a thousand didn't happen so needless to say the the big stock that um i was watching and reading and and listening and watching and reading listening was a uh, serious xm radio right and um at the time and if you look it up you'll find it you'll find out look back to 2008 the stock dropped down to literally like seven cents a share um and um watching and the whole thing was is they had all these big contracts with people and they weren't paying them and there was there were investors in europe that were going to buy them but the stock just kept dropping and dropping because he kept pulling out pulling out and so i begged my parents please get me a thousand dollars worth of shares if it goes under 10 cents just give me a thousand dollars worth of shares right nope um did not do it Needless to say, it went up over a buck um, by the time I got out, right? Um, and you know, I, I'm going to look up real quick and see where it's at right now. Just give me a... Sorry, I literally paused and jumped off. So, mind you, it was up over a buck when I got out. That would have been easy $14,000 I would have made off that 1000 So I would have gave my parents back 1000 maybe even 1500 for interest. I would have had over ten grand cash getting out of prison after 12 years. That would have been lovely. Now, the big kicker, right, is trading at freaking $5.88 right now. So now if you do the math, and I'm just going to uh, pull that up. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. I am totally being bad doing this while I'm talking to y'all. Right now, if I... If my parents had bought me a thousand dollars worth of shares <laughs> and I had held on to it 11 years past paroling, which is right where we're at now, those same shares would have been worth, drum roll, brrr, over 70,000 US dollar bills. So um, that's always going to be my claim to fame that I could have made that money and I didn't, <laughs> but oh well. But my point is, I love those movies on Wall Street and everything. Michael Douglas, Shia LaBeouf, whatever his name is. You know, I, I love those movies. Charlie Sheen. Um, and I watch a bunch of stuff now, and I just actually got a subscription to the Wall Street Journal. So I might start dabbling. I literally only have, I, I got like a retirement thing with some money in it. And I have a couple hundred bucks personal money that I just buy little cheap stocks and play around with. But I'm thinking about investing a little bit more um i will tell y'all all of my research points to put money into the stock market but you don't touch it like let that be your retirement and um when you get into that age where you're about to retire be mindful 
that the stock market will always crash and then bounce back. So be prepared to maybe let it sit for anywhere between a year and three years if the market crashes. Anyway, uh, because it, it gives you an average yield of anywhere from 7 to 10%, which is a hell of a lot better than you can get in the bank or anywhere else. And you can compound that by re you're basically putting it back into the market. So you're constantly, right, getting more and more and more. But anyway, so I don't know. Think about it. Um, I'm a big Star Wars fan, you know. So I can't be a Jedi per se, right? That I, I can't be my own movie star like that. But I can be Jedi-like by doing good things for others, which I try to do. But the flip side of this is don't try to be someone else i know i just totally took you down a, a hole where i'm telling you to find someone in a movie that that you like and like try to imitate them but i really don't want you to you know imitate infectious behavior you know what i mean like uh, rocky balboa like he just would not quit beat him over the head he would not quit life knocks him down he would not quit takes all his money he would not quit he was the same rocky balboa broke as he was rich right just a hard-headed street dude which is lovely right and lovely in the sense that he had that gumption he had that grit he had that that motivation that was an intrinsic force that would just push him and push him and push him. So if you want to emanate someone that you see on screen, you know, emanate those those kind of people, right? And then when you watch the movies that are based on true stories, you know, Pursuit of Happiness, Will Smith and his son, and they're and they're telling a true story of someone being homeless and piss poor broke and literally not knowing how he's gonna make it, where he's gonna sleep that night, to becoming a millionaire. And remember I'll be the first to tell you and hopefully the last to tell you, you know, money does not buy you happiness. You know, it, it, it really doesn't. Happiness is an internal thing. And I beg of you, I plead of you when you're being your own movie star, make sure that that movie star is happy. Right? Don't fall into the pitfall that... What 28 other people around you are telling you you need to do or need to be to be happy or you need to be with this individual. Otherwise, you'll never be happy. Screw them. They're full of shit. Happiness is 100% within you. If you're a spiritual person, make sure God is in your movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm not the most religious person, right? I don't necessarily believe in the institution of religion, but I have my faith, right? And I question it all the time because I also believe in science and it makes it hard to believe in this this being outside, right? And that's part of my movie is is questioning things. And I think that's what makes my movie kind of cool is that nothing is absolute. And matter of fact, that's one of the, the things from Star Wars that I, I use all the time. The, the, the Jedi Yoda said, you know, only the Sith deal in absolutes, right? I think Yoda said that. I could be totally wrong and some Star Wars person is calling me out right now. But, you know, the Sith dealt in absolutes. It has to be this way. It has to be that way. There is no other option. <coughs> Excuse me. Where I, I constantly am challenging myself and challenging others around me. You know, why is this like this? Or you said this. Why did you say that? 
Why do you believe that? Because I don't believe that, but I want to know why you believe that. So also try to make your movie interesting, but don't worry about if it's interesting to others. Is it interesting to you? Or is it dull because you're doing, you're writing your movie based on what others are telling you your movie should be, and so you don't really like it? Like your movie, and that'll also help you go to happiness. I want your movie to be the shit. I want it to sell out the box office. I want it to be in the genre that you want it to be in, right? And then I want you to be that movie star on the red carpet saying, this is my movie. And it's great because of me, and I am great because of it. So, the next thing you're going to have to focus on is your supporting cast, right? You know, who are the people that are going to be in your movie? And once again, you know, this is casting couch time. Don't allow people in your movie that you don't want in there. Don't have someone be the co-star that ends up being the star and, and you're playing second ticket to them. This is your movie. And sometimes your movie is going to coincide with someone else's movie. And that's great because now we got, you know, a sequel. We got a trilogy. You guys have kids. Holy crap. Now we got, you know, a series, right? <laughs> like you want to build off your movie, right? But make sure that the cast is the right cast. You don't want the wrong people in your flick. The other thing is, what's your movie going to be called? You know what I mean? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, you know? Tito's Bonanza, maybe? I don't know. I, I don't even know what my movie's going to be called. What, what I do hope is that when I'm gone... And the movie's over, right? The credits are rolling. That somebody, preferably my daughter, <laughs> right? But somebody is going to talk about my movie. Somebody is going to give my movie a good review, right? Somebody is going to recommend my movie to others. Because it was the feel-good movie of the summer. It was a movie that had suspense and turns and thrills and tragedy and acceptance and intelligence and stupidity and everything else in it. That it's a movie that inspires you to go out and do something. How many of us have watched freaking Rocky and gone and worked out afterwards? Right? I mean, Eddie Murphy and what was it? Not Delirious, whatever the one after that was. Um, but he made the joke about how Italians are after they go in and see a Rocky movie and come out all pumped up and yelling and screaming. Yeah, I think we're all that way, not just Italians. But, you know, what? what is your movie going to motivate someone to do? Are you going to make somebody cry? Are you going to make someone want to maybe change their movie? rewrite a few pages in it right um i don't know who said it but you know they say you die twice right 
when you actually die and then when people stop talking about you or stop remembering you you that's the second death and um in a semi-selfish way i don't ever want to die the second time i want people to remember me and those of you who have kids i'm sure you've seen the movie coco and you know the the whole thing with you know you put your family's picture up on the ofrenda and if you don't then you know then they're forgotten forever and they they disappear even in the afterlife so i'm not saying put my picture up although that would be nice but i just want people i, I want to leave a legacy right and even in in my professional career my running joke was if i ever make it to the executive body I can quit, I can retire because that's my legacy is that I started out coming through a program and I made it to the executive body. And that will always be my legacy to anyone saying that, you know, they were in prison, they were homeless, they were they were an addict and they can't make it to the top. You know, my whole thing was, yes, you can, because I did it. Well, I'm an executive now. And so now I think about, well... I don't want to quit. I'm not ready to retire. What would be next? You know, or am I just good where I'm at? And if you all been listening to these podcasts, you know, I'm not good where I'm at. I always want to grow and and go to something bigger and better. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what's in my uh, moons of rotation around my head right now is what would be that next step for me? How do I perfect where I'm at now as best as possible? to put me in a position to go to the next one so that my movie can continue and the story can get better and allow me to be remembered as one of the great movie stars and not just an extra. So this is Tito telling you to be your own movie star. Don't be an extra and make sure you cast the right people to be in your movie because they will be the ones as supporting actors. Just like they give out that award, best supporting actor. You got to have some good supporting actors because they help you to be the best movie star that you can ever be. I know you're the shit. I know you're the rock star. I know you can do whatever the hell you put your mind to. Don't ever let anyone, especially yourself, doubt your potential, your promise, your character, your integrity. I love you. I hope that you are well and safe. I pray that your family and friends are well and safe. This is Tito signing off. Be a damn rock star.